Hello, I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I am glad you can be here with us today. Uh, the uh, Torah portion for this week is Va'era, and it's Exodus 6-2 through 9-35. And Va'era means, and I appeared. This portion begins with God telling Moshe, that he, Yehovah, appeared to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov as El Shaddai. God also uh, made his name Yehovah known to them, it says. Isn't that interesting? Our patriarchs also knew the name of God. Remember last portion God said his name is Yehovah, Exodus 3.15. We now have over 2,363 manuscripts that that point God's name as Yehovah, uh, Yeshua said that he declared God's name. And I have declared, it says, I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. John 17:26. It is not. It is wrong not to use God's real name at all. Uh, some people that decidedly uh, don't want to use God's name. Perhaps someday people will come to understand the true God is Jehovah and begin using his name out of respect for him. Like I said, the words Va'era mean, means, and I appeared, and the name Yitzhak adds up to 208. Now, Hebrew letters are also numbers, so both Va'era and Yitzhak add up to 208 in Hebrew. Uh, Yitzhak prefigured the Messiah by freely giving himself on Mount Moriah, uh, but Abraham did not have to use him as a sacrifice because God provided a ram as a substitute sacrifice. It just so happens Yeshua came, he appeared as our substitute sacrifice for our sins to bring us closer to God rescue us and redeem us, and take us to be God's people. God delivered Israel from the Egyptians so they could avoid sin and serve God. Yeshua also came to, to deliver us from sin so that those who believe on him could serve God. We are commanded to tell a story about God's deliverance from the Egyptians for Pesach, Passover. And we use Exodus, it's part of this Portion Exodus 6, 6 through 7, in the telling of this story. It says, I am the Lord, I will bring you out from under the bondage of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great, judge, great judgments. And I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. Isn't that wonderful? From this scripture, we drink the four cups commemorating what God did for us at Mount Sinai and what God did for us through Yeshua HaMashiach. First of all, God brought us out from the pagan Egyptians so that we could avoid sin through his commandments and also through the work of the Messiah and the Holy Spirit. Also, God... Uh, delivered us from the slavery to the Egyptians and from the bondage of sin so we could serve God through his commandments and the Messiah. Next, uh, 
God brought us back, he redeemed us to him both at Mount Sinai and through Yeshua. And also God took us to be his people both at Mount Sinai and through Yeshua. During these cups we commemorate what Yeshua did for us. Yeshua said that he gave us another helper, the Holy Spirit. God gave us the Torah at Mount Sinai to help us, and Yeshua gave us the Holy Spirit to help us. And we've shared this before, but Yeshua said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. John 14, 16, and 17. Remember, the Torah gives us wisdom and understandings, it says, therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and, and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Deuteronomy 4, 6. And this is about God's commandments. Well, we need to repeat this scripture frequently so people hear the truth about the Torah. Not too many people, some people say, well, what, why do we need the Torah? You know, but we need it because it gives us wisdom and understanding. The Torah was given by God to help us, and we should want to follow God's commandments. And, you know, and it's also not true that the Torah is too hard to keep. That is a lie. It says in Deuteronomy 30.11, For this mitzvah which I am giving you today is not too hard for you. Most of the Torah are applied to the priests. You know, when we have some two million laws in the United States, and no one complains about that, but people seem to have to complain about the 200 or so commandments in the Torah. Yeshua, he is God. He gave us the Torah. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11.30 And the word yoke in Jewish understanding refers to the Torah. Ask any rabbi. Messiah also came to help us and give us the Holy Spirit. The fourth cup is most often associated with the ritual remembrance ceremony of Yeshua, but all the cups apply well to both Israel and the Messianic believers. Uh, we tell the story about God's deliverance at Pesach. God delivered Israel, and it was God in the form of Yeshua that gave himself so that we could have eternal life through following God. Yeshua was truly God, and he even healed everyone in some of the towns he was in and created food from nothing for thousands of people a couple, time, a couple of times. John twenty one twenty five says, and, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that not even the world itself could contain the books that would be written. God made a covenant with Israel that he would give them the land of Canaan, and now he is going to set them free from the oppressive bondage in Egypt so that they can return to Canaan. El Shaddai means mighty God, according to the Septuagint. Uh, and, and there's people that are, argue about what its meaning is, but 70 rab rabbis decided it means mighty God. That was in the 2nd century B.C. Uh, so, um, so God has heard the groaning of the people of Israel, who the Egyptians are oppressing and using as slaves. Moshe had told the people that God would deliver them from their oppression, and that he would be 
they would be his people. Pharaoh would not listen to Moshe, and Pharaoh instead made them make the Israelites work harder. Moshe tells them again, but uh, talks to the Israelites again, but this time the people wouldn't listen to him because they were discouraged. God told Moshe in Aharon to go tell Pharaoh to let Israel go in spite of what was going on. If you remember, the midwives decided to fear God instead of Pharaoh and did not kill the baby boys. God gave them peace and blessing, Exodus 1, 17-21. Moshe, too, decided to fear God and stand up to Pharaoh. Then in this portion some genealogy is given. God then tells Moshe that he will be like God to Pharaoh and Aharon will be like Moshe's prophet. God will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will not let the people go, but God will bring them out with great judgments. Moshe was 80, and Aharon was 83 at this time. When the leader of the churches in the Amazon jungle told me that he sees me like Moses, I wasn't exactly excited about that. After all, Moshe didn't start his ministry until he was 80. Then a prophetic lady said the same thing shortly after that. Two people who lived some 6,000 miles apart said I was like Moses. So I decided to use Moshe, the Hebrew name for Moses, as my pen name, and I now am referred to as Moshe or Rabbi Moshe at times, and our congregation has also agreed to allow me to use my pen name. When they first talked to Pharaoh, Aharon throws down his staff and it turns into a snake, but so does the staffs of, the, of Pharaoh's magicians. Aharon's staff eats the other snakes. Pharaoh wouldn't listen to Moshe, Moshe and Aharon, though. So next Moshe turns the river and even water in buckets into blood, and it stinks and the fish die. The magicians also did the same and Pharaoh wouldn't listen. Pharaoh would, would also not let Israel go after the frogs covered the land. Uh, this time Pharaoh asked, asked uh, them to ask Jehovah for the frogs to go. But when they were gone, he still wouldn't let Israel go. Then the Lord covered the land with lice, and the magicians told Pharaoh it was the finger of God. Again, Pharaoh would not listen, so God sent swarms of insects only on the Egyptians. Pharaoh then said they could go, but when God, God took away the swarms, Pharaoh changed his mind again. Next, God slew all the cattle of Egypt only, but Pharaoh would not let them go. Then Moshe and Aharon threw dust in the air before Pharaoh and sores appeared on men and animals, but Pharaoh would still not listen. Then brought, God brought hail, which destroyed their crops, but when Moshe stopped the hail, Pharaoh still would not let Israel go. There are still three more plagues to occur in the next portion, locusts, darkness, and the death of the firstborn. We learn both in the Torah portion and the Haftarah that it is God's intention to give the land of Canaan to Israel. In the Tanakh it says that it will eventually be given to them in perpetuity. In the Haftarah for today, Israel, who lived around 600 B.C., tells us that Israel's presence in the land 
is a witness to the nations that he is God. All that God is doing to bring Israel out of Egypt was and is a witness to the world that God will accomplish his will. That Israel exists is a witness to us that God exists. God will accomplish his will. That's a good thing for those of us who believe in God. We can trust that God will do what he says he will do. The gift of the Holy Spirit is given to believers in the Messiah, Yeshua, and is a witness to those who listen to God and keep his commandments and who listen to the Holy Spirit. The Pharaoh should have believed after he saw the power of God, but didn't. The Holy Spirit, which is given to believers, testifies to who God is. God expects those who receive the Holy Spirit to respond to him in faith. It says in Hebrews 10.29, Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? Let us not be like Pharaoh who wouldn't listen to God and didn't respect God. After Ra is Ezekiel twenty-eight, twenty-five through twenty-nine-two. Previous to this portion, Ezekiel prophesies against the king of Tyre, a far southern Lebanon port city, for their for their his pride in thinking he is like God. He compares him to the fallen cherub that we know as Satan. Then he prophesies against Sidon, a port city about forty miles north of Tyre in Lebanon. God says there will come a time when the people around Israel will not bother them. Verse 25 begins with God saying Israel will be allowed to return home from around the nations, including Babylon, and live safely. God will execute judgment on the nations around them that hate them. This is proof that God is who he says he is. Then he gives a grievous prophecy against Egypt and says God will make the land desolate. God will bring back the Egyptians after 40 years, but Egypt will be a lowly nation. Then Ezekiel reports that Tyre has fallen to Babylon, and he says, Egypt is next. God returned to Israel to their, land, to their land of promises predicted by Ezekiel. We should take the land promises to Israel seriously. The Bible says that God has given the land as a testimony to the nations that he is God. No matter what happens, Israel eventually had the land forever. Moshe came back to Egypt ready to go to work for God. But Pharaoh resisted him and the people became discouraged because Pharaoh persecuted them even more. God told Moshe to keep at it and Moshe persisted. It is unimaginable what the indignant Pharaoh did to his people because he resisted God. That is the ways of the world, though. Thoughtless, uncaring, and unbelieving, God is just the opposite. The Bible says that God is love. Isn't that great? So that is the Torah uh, teaching uh, for this portion. We also have an, an accompanying teaching for this portion that I hope you will also take the time to watch or listen to. So, I'd like to say a prayer right now. Yevarecha Yehovah ve Yishmerecha 
Shalom. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. God be with you. Amen.